0: We have families. We have responsibilities. We have dreams and futures. What's going to happen someday when we're not here? What happens to our family? What happens to our kids? What happens to our businesses? What plans are in place to make sure that things continue in a great way, the way we want it while we're here? Something to think about, and it's something our next guest already has. She's doing something about it. Meet Lisa Morrison next. The heat is on. Let's get cooking. This is season three of Purpose Under Pressure, brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training, serving sales professionals nationwide from their Akron and Columbus, Ohio locations. They are one of the highest performing Sandler Sales Training affiliates in the nation, and that's saying something, and they will make a difference for you and your team. Check them out online at the rubygroupsandler.com, and folks, they've been a proud partner for this show ever since it began. And I'm so thankful to uh, Mike Jones, Ken Guest, uh, Jordan Mullet, and the entire team at the Sandler Sales Training Group at the Ruby Group in Akron. So thank you so much to you guys and hope everybody else will kind of participate with them in ways that they can help them as well. So this is Purpose Under Pressure. I think your story defines you. I don't think it's the other way around. I think the way you react to things that have happened to you that maybe you weren't asking for, they were put on your plate. I think that's what defines you. And I think someday you look back and you'll see and you'll ask, how did I do? And I think that's, Purpose, And I think it's a lot of pressure and that's what we're going to talk about today. Our guest uh, is Lisa Morrison. She is the president of Integrated Community Solutions in Medina, Ohio. She's also an adjunct professor of psychology at the University of Akron, Cuyahoga and Lorain Community College and North Central State College. And you're about to find out that she is first and foremost a fighting mom. Lisa Morrison, welcome to Purpose Under Pressure.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm really excited that you're here because this show is all about people like you. It's all about people that wake up in the morning and swing their feet out of bed and have a lot of challenges on their plate. They don't give up. They don't stop fighting. They see good in things that they can do for others, that it's not necessarily about themselves, and they go to work. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Every day. Yeah.
0: We're going to talk about that. Lisa, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about Integrated Community Solutions, what you're doing for the community, what you're trying to build. Um, Let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about the great things that are happening because of Integrated Community Solutions. We're going to talk about how we got there too. So go ahead and brag a little bit about this great organization.
1: Right. So Integrated Community Solutions is my nonprofit, um, a nonprofit I started, and we work with people with developmental disabilities. And I myself am a parent of three now young adults with developmental disabilities. They have autism. And one of the things that keeps parents like me up at night is wondering what's going to happen to your child when you're no longer here. So I started Integrated Community Solutions to at least give some answers to that question what we're doing right now is we're having uh we have social groups for people with developmental disabilities many of our groups are free of charge because a lot of our adults are are living on fixed incomes and could not continue to participate in groups like that We have movie night and art group and walking groups and bingo and yoga and anything that I can think of that I would like my kids to participate in. I think, why not everybody? And so I'll start a group. I'll find somebody who wants to partner with me to to do a group. We also have independent living skills training courses. Like we just had a money 101 course for personal financial management. We had a safety course that we just We just had um, a few Saturdays ago. We also have volunteer programs to help build employability skills. So we partnered this summer with Feeding Medina County to have that type of program. But the larger mission of our nonprofit is that we're building a residential community for people with developmental disabilities that will be a very unique approach for Ohio. So number one, we are offering home ownership, for people with developmental disabilities or their families. There's nothing like that in Ohio. We don't have an option to own our homes and live with our friends in Ohio if you have a developmental disability. So we're going to do that. Um, And the other thing that makes our community unique is that it will be integrated. So folks without developmental disabilities will live there. For example, I will live there. My husband will live there. Other families want to build a duplex and live next door to their loved ones. So we're offering a couple of unique options for people when they're looking at housing choices.
0: What are the options now? Because there are many. There are, this is a problem that's been going on for a long time. There are places for people to be, things for people to do. There are those organizations out there. Yours is different. What are, what's the current situation and how is your solution going to take it to the next level?
1: Right. So, Well, first of all, there's a housing shortage. There is a housing shortage for our individuals. And right now, folks can enter into rental situations with different housing companies that provide rental options for folks. Families can purchase a home for their loved one within the greater community. Um, So that is an option. However, I will argue that that's very isolating for our folks. Mm. What I've seen, and from my experience, when we put our folks in the middle of the community, it's neighbors are not inviting you over for, you know, a Super Bowl party or, or whatnot. If they were living next door to their peers and their friends, now they would be invited over for such things. So that's what I want for my kids. I want them to be surrounded by people that that they interact with on an everyday basis. And that's what I want for others like them. So when I learned of this concept, actually, this is a community design that is available in other states. Okay. However, it is not available in Ohio. So we're really excited to be a group that's that's going to be the first like it in Ohio. And, you know, we're hoping to grow. So we're hoping to have other, other communities like the one we are designing in Medina.
0: And so you're going to need financial support. You're going to need community support to build this in this area. Is this going to be for all of Ohio? Is there going to be restrictions on that? How's that going to work?
1: Anybody who would like anybody. to live there, anybody who would God like to live you. there can contact me. There will be people moving in from out of state because think of this. If you're wondering what's going to happen to your individual when you're no longer here, what better place to have them? It's a permanent. Forever home in a forever community, right? So and the other thing about our community is we're gonna be we're gonna be hopping. I mean, we're gonna have a community center that's gonna have all of our social groups running out of it. We'll have a day program in our community center, we'll have a vocational program for building maintenance, we'll have a food service program that serves the outer community. So there's gonna be a lot of activity going on for our folks, yeah.
0: We're getting close to uh, to talking about your story and how this all came about, but I'm interested now on the business side of it, yet still, was this your idea? Is this your vision and you found a model for it? Or did you see the model and say, hey, this would be great here in Ohio?
1: I never considered it a possibility, ever. I mean... We knew that we wanted to purchase homes for our kids because we really wanted wanted something. We wanted to ensure that they can build equity in a really important asset that everybody else gets to build equity in if they want to, right? So, which could be really helpful in later life care, et cetera. So we knew we wanted to purchase them homes. And so I was looking for homes. And then I came across these communities in other states where you could own a home, but you're also living with your friends, in a permanent community. And so I thought that is exactly what I want. So I looked for it in Ohio and it didn't exist. So that's what I'm doing. That's what
0: you're doing. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about it. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that that uh, people's life story is is how they respond to the things that are placed in front of them. And I'm mm-hmm. and I'm interested. I mean, we don't write these things for ourselves. If we could write our own story, we'd be living on the beach somewhere, and life would be fun and fantastic and wonderful. But, yeah. but we have to take care of business, don't we? We have to take yes. care of life and take care of those we love. And um, I'm interested in your story. Tell me how this came about. How uh, this has affected you, and 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 how you've made this this kind of leap to help others moving forward.
1: Right. So I became a mom, like pre-parenthood. You know, I was doing research. I was doing psychological research, psychiatric research. I worked in academia my entire like adult life after college. And so that's just what I was doing. And then I became a parent and our three kids came pretty quickly. And then in their early childhood stage, we discovered that they had special needs. And so... For me, my whole life changed. Like the whole purpose of my life changed completely. And it all, it, it became all about them, you know? And so I left work. I didn't work for a couple of years. That was super hard because childhood was, was trying, you know? It was very challenging. And so it was hard for me to not have anywhere to go where I could not be managing what I was managing at home. So, But at some point, Tri-C gave me a course to teach and it saved me. It saved me because I I found out that I loved teaching even more than I loved doing research. And as soon as my kids were in school, I called every college or university near here and said, please let me teach for you. So I was pretty much working full-time as an adjunct when they were in school. Let me back up. So... When they were little, I mentioned that was very challenging. I did not realize at that time that there were there were resources for families like mine, like respite care or other types of resources that might pay for like a summer camp. Or, yeah. you know, I felt like this is what we have to deal with with no assistance. Yeah,
0: you know, you you mentioned challenging, and I want to talk about how we're solving those challenges. But the challenge for a family like mine with with zero. Let's call them issues. There, you know, there's no disabilities in my family. Yeah. A challenge is like, are we going to have spaghetti or or uh, or sloppy joes for dinner? I mean, that's that's. But for you, what is what is challenging? Can you give me an idea of what a day in the life of that of a mom of of three autistic kids is like? And then let's talk about how we are going to solve that.
1: Well, my children are all on different. They're all in different areas of the spectrum of autism, right? <laughs> Some of them need more supports than the others. When they were children, it was very challenging because taking them out was like corralling cats. (laughs) Like they would just all go in in a different direction. And if it was only me, like that, that was just impossible. I couldn't keep them safe. So I felt very isolated. We really couldn't do a whole lot as we were raising them. For that reason, I felt like I just couldn't keep them safe. But once I found out that there were... There was supports for families like mine, and I could have somebody come with me to help me with the kids if I wanted to take them mm-hmm. somewhere. I mean, life changed. It was life changing. So immediately I signed them up for like everything I could sign them up for, like ice skating lessons and horseback riding lessons. I mean, we were going every single day somewhere because mm-hmm. I had help. You know, my husband could help me sometimes, but not all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question, but once you find out that you can have help, it's life-changing. And I'll tell you what, once I found out that there was help to have, you, I had to learn how to be an advocate for my children to get what they either needed or what they deserved.
0: Yeah, you had it to fight, didn't you?
1: Well, you have to learn what's out there, and then you have to try to get it, sometimes fight. <laughs> And so, yeah, all these years, I have been advocating for them yeah. since then, um, whether it was advocating for them in the schools or advocating with them with other agencies where they get supports. Today, I am a very strong advocate as a result of all of those years of advocating for them. So I think all of those years really set me up. I'm in very good stead right now with what yeah. I'm trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And so when at what point did you realize that, you know, I need to really figure something out because the future is kind of a a, a dark space. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure what this is going to look like for them. And tell me a little bit about that. That must have caused at that moment, if there was a moment, a r- real fear.
1: Yeah. And and for many years, you, you, you just push that out of your head. Truly. Because for many years, especially during childhood, at least for our family, I was just trying to get to the next day and get through the next day. You know, thinking about what would happen in years to come, let alone next week. Like, I didn't do that, right? I was just really living day to day. It's when they hit adulthood, young adulthood, that I started to go, hmm, (laughs) I'm not going to be here forever. You know, and And being as connected to the developmental disabilities community as I am, I served on the Medina County board for seven years. I've been very involved in Special Olympics with my kids. You know, I could see what adulthood could look like, but I wanted, I wanted another choice. You know, I, as, as I said before, I wanted my kids to have a forever home in a forever community. And I, that just doesn't exist yet. Say on the rule,
0: only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day, we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're going to lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. And that's what you're looking to build. And so what are the challenges that are going to get in your way uh, that you know are coming to accomplish this vision that you have?
1: Yeah, so we will have to have a capital campaign to raise money to purchase land. We're looking for 12 to 20 acres in Medina County. And of course we need to be near amenities. We can't be 30 miles out, you know, from everything. So that's. And that's a little challenging. Finding land that's close has been challenging, and it's it's more pricey. So we're going to have to run a capital campaign to purchase the land, put the infrastructure in the land, and also to build our community center. So in the community center, we'll have um, a full size basketball court so that we can have our sports programs there. It will have other types of like studios or classrooms, and it will have like a community meeting center within it yeah
0: yeah and so. and how does that work so does it is you know the chicken and the egg kind of thing are you going to build this on a dream mm-hmm. and and assume they will come mm-hmm. we'll go kevin costner right filled the drains we're just mm-hmm. going to build it and open the doors yep. or do we need commitments and do we need to kind of test the waters along the way and how does how does something like this actually come to fruition
1: so, it's going to sell out.
0: there you go. It That's will easy. sell
1: out. I mean, I know already from the yeah, interest you have to yeah, right. There are too many families like mine around the country that are looking for this specific answer, seriously. Yeah. so, yeah. but here's here's the here's the good news for the folks that don't want to go into the home ownership model. Most of the individuals in the community will actually be renting from either the families or the individuals that own the homes. Or from our nonprofit, our nonprofit will build probably four to five homes in the community also, so that we can offer community membership to individuals that want to live in the community, but don't want the home ownership option. So most of the people living there, most of the families who want to build have already told me, I want to build a two bedroom or a three bedroom because I don't want my loved one to age and be older and not have people, friends living with them, so yeah.
0: And so you have, you have the confidence that this gets built and it serves and it, and it mm-hmm. takes care of the people and the needs that exist, and you have that confidence, but you need the confidence of others. And now Integrated Community mm-hmm. Solutions is actively working with young folks with disabilities, community members, things of that sort. Tell me a little bit about how that work, what you're doing now, Today, through Integrated Community Solutions, how you're serving people, how you're affecting lives, and how businesses and supporters and donors and potential families should kind of pay attention Mm -hmm. to see. Is that how we're going to generate that that groundswell is through your work that you're doing today?
1: Absolutely. But the other thing that I do, besides holding our social enrichment or training programs, the other thing I do um, virtually every day is I spread the word. I spread the word of who we are and what we're doing and what we're planning. And I have not had one person that has said "That's, that's a horrible idea. Everyone has said, oh my gosh, of course you need that housing option. Of course. You know, and there's no other organization right now that's offering uh social enrichment programming at the end of the day after work when we all get to kind of hang out there's no other group doing it where it's free of charge we do have special olympics but you know not everyone wants to do a sport some people want to do like you know an art group or whatnot so we're the only game in town doing that right now i would love to see other people do it but i will tell you my time is free and that's you know it's hard to find you know ordinarily you would pay somebody to do this type of work, so that's where the challenge is for other organizations. I get it, I get it, so does that answer your question? yeah,
0: yeah, it does. I was okay. wondering if you know if if what you're doing today and the the needs that you're serving and the people that you're seeing, if that is inspiring. You to keep this dream alive and make this happen, or if and if it can also help, you know, tell me some stories about things that you're 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 kind of actually doing in your day to day that people need to know about that are happening right here in the, in Central Ohio.
1: So our most popular group is our art group. And with our art group, um, I have an artist instructor come in and lead our class through a canvas painting. And it is, you know, just like any other canvas painting core or, you know, experience that you could go out into the community and have. That's what we are providing for our individuals. And they love it and they, they create amazing art. So because that group was so popular, Access the Arts which is an organization in in Medina and the the uh, Medina Arts Council are now aware of what we're doing and they're like they've asked us to partner and collaborate with them on a few projects like right now for example right now you could go to Hubbard Valley Park in the Medina County Park District we collaborated with them Access the Arts and the Medina Arts Council and our folks painted these huge wooden Figures like we have a butterfly, we have a frog, we have a lizard. And so they are now posted on a post. They were shellacked to withstand the elements and they are on display. We call it art in nature. And so they're on display at Hubbard Valley Park. So I think the more I can collaborate with other organizations, which is I'm always looking for opportunities to do that, it is one way that really spreads awareness of who we are, what we're doing. And yeah, I mean, it, it, people like to see people who are good players in the community and want to work with others. So.
0: And so, I know you're also raising funds. You've got a golf outing, which, if people are watching this before um, September-ish, yeah, you'll get. What's the date of the golf outing, and what would you like people to know a little bit about the golf outing? Do you need some teams, or what, what do you need for that?
1: Sure. Um, so our golf outing is September 24th. Tea time is two o'clock we could use more foursomes to sign up so we can use more foursomes we also have um sponsorships available for for corporations or individuals so that's all available on our golf outing website so i i can definitely provide that but it's going to be a great day i've been told i'm not a golfer not yet (laughs) So I've been told
0: I pretend to be one. So it's OK.
1: Yeah. So I've been told like this is a great time of year to have a golf outing. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. It's not going to be too hot. Like it's towards the end of the season. Everyone's going to try and get in their last bit of golfing. So it's, it's going to be a fun day. So all welcome. And we have <laughs> we have golfing like golfing registration fees. But if you just want to do dinner, we have a dinner only also.
0: Yeah, is this the type of person you are? You see an opportunity and you just jump in both feet first. I'm not a golfer and I don't know and I think, (laughs) but you know what? They tell me it's going to work, and yet you you put this thing these things together, and they work. Is is this because of you? Is there a higher power working here? What's what's going on? This is just coming together so well.
1: I I, honestly, it's my kids. It's my kids. I -hmm. would have never had to have been this way otherwise. But, you know, you have to learn how to get business done. I, I raised these kids. Every day was a challenge. Every day was getting their needs met. And you get better and better at getting what you need for your kids, I think. So here I am. I mean, personally, you know, we've lived through a lot in my family. And here we are kind of on the other side of it. Adulthood is is a walk in the park, you know, and I think that we all have a lot of strength in my family um, at this stage of the game because of, of what we've been through. And, and now we see, like, the end of the rainbow and how to get it. So, Yeah.
0: I strongly urge businesses and uh, citizens to support you in what you're doing. I know a little bit about what you're up to. And I I think I know even more perhaps about why Um, I can see it in your eyes and I can see it in in the way you talk about what you're trying to build. And that's enough for me. And I I, I urge people to reach out to you if they uh, think they can help you or want to learn more. How would they do that? How would they get in touch with you, Lisa?
1: Yes. So my phone number is 216 280-7755, and our website is ics-oh.org.
0: Lisa Morrison is the, uh, the director and the founder and the president of Integrated Community Solutions. Lisa, one last question for you. Can you explain to me how you would define inclusion? We hear a lot about inclusion. We hear a lot about making people feel welcome. I think it's deeper than that, isn't it? What is your, um, when you think of inclusion, what are you thinking of?
1: I think of not making concessions for people to be included, that it just happens because that is the nature of things. I was walking through one of our grocery stores the other day. I don't know if I'm supposed to say the store or not, but I was walking through one of our grocery stores and I was amazed at how many people with disabilities worked at this store. Because I know so many people in this community, I just looked around me, I, I swear there were at least 20 individuals that I knew. And they were working, they were doing their jobs, they were working um independently, they obviously had had, you know, training to do their jobs. But I asked the store manager, like, you know, our employees, like, are they good employees? Like, what do you think? And she's like, oh, they're the best. They are hands down the best. They always come to work. They always want to work and they do their jobs and we love working with them. But it was just a very natural environment. It's not like, it's not like the store was like making concessions, you know, because people with disabilities were here. They were just working just like everybody else. So I think inclusion, if we when we ultimately reach that as a society, it won't be something that's unusual anymore to be side-by-side side with somebody with a disability, you know? And believe me, I, I recognize we have made strides in this area. I know we have. I mean, I think about how things were when I was a child, way different. We are very accepting as a society now. There's, there's more work to do, though. So, and and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we have groups where we go into the community and interact with folks. For example, let me just give you one more example. Mm -hmm. The Amazing Race for Medina is coming up. We are going to serve our, the folks who participate in our organization, we're gonna serve them lunch, you know? So here we are, yet one more opportunity for everybody to meet each other, I think the more we get to know each other, the more comfortable we are with each other. So, you know, just opportunities like that lead us down the road of inclusion, true inclusion. Yeah.
0: Thank you for all that you're doing, Lisa, and thank you for everything that you're going to be doing and for your, what you're building. And I think most importantly, um, I love the fact that all of this good for the community and maybe for even those beyond the community is coming from a passion and a love for your family. I think that's thank where you. it begins. That's where we need to focus and, and that's what you're doing. And so thank you for all that you're doing. And I appreciate your being a guest on our show.
1: Thank you for having me. It was fun.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you to Lisa Morrison. That is uh, Lisa from Integrated Community Solutions. And uh, we appreciate you being on this show, folks. Reach to her and see if you can offer help. I would appreciate it. And so would she. And uh, this show is brought to you by the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training. Sellers are under pressure to perform. Sandler helps you succeed on purpose. Thank you to those guys, as we said before, for partnership and on the show. You'll find all past episodes of Purpose Under Pressure at com slash podcast and wherever you stream your podcasts. We do this every week and we will see you next time as season three rolls on, on purpose.